0: Are we ready to go? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) Well, that has... I wasn't even trying to have that be the intro, but that has to be the intro now. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
2: (laughs) Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy, am I excited. Oh, welcome,
0: everybody, to another edition of the Second Turnbuckle Podcast. My name is Toogie, joined, as always, by...
3: The The Illustrious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Illustrious irreplaceable.
2: Oh, I'm fully replaceable, let's be honest.
0: (laughs) Crash Andrews
2: is here with me, as always.
0: Hey! And today, we're gonna do what we always do around here. We're just gonna shoot the shit about pro wrestling.
2: Bray Wyatt did not have a match, by the way.
0: Of the past, Bray Wyatt didn't have a match. We'll give out about that for the 16th week in a row. I
1: don't know if we've done
0: 16 shows yet, but oh my god. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one, everybody! And I'm glad that uh, and thank you, by the way, that you uh, decided to join us for this one. Crash, as always, I gotta start off by asking,
3: how are you? Fantastic.
2: You know what? Uh, I I like being facetious when I answer that with fantastic, but it's actually been a pretty good uh, run of the past couple days. We went to the uh, Calgary Hitman Teddy Bear Toss, which was a Phenomenal game. Phenomenal event, as always. Mm. And they did announce that there will be another Bret Hart night. So, very excited about that. Uh, You can never have
0: enough Bret Hart nights, you know?
2: No! Uh, Anybody who says a counterpoint to that can go screw right off. Um... We see you, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Um... No, you know, everything, uh, the holidays, getting into the vibe, getting into the spirit and, uh, kind of just, the holidays are always like this mix of like stress and relaxation. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to find a little bit more relaxation than the stress, but the more relaxing I do the less time I have, like we didn't build our backyard rink and my son's really, uh, on my ass about that lately. So, ah, uh, yeah, that'll happen.
3: Yeah.
1: That'll
0: be a... Uh... Be a fun thing to do.
3: Hey, hey! I better couldn't...
2: question. Go ahead. How are you doing?
0: I am also complaining that you haven't helped me build a uh, or build a backyard rink.
2: Yeah, I'll be right there. As soon as I build mine, I'll be down there to help you with yours. It hasn't
0: been cold enough. It's ridiculous. Are you serious? Dude, it, we have yet to have more than a dusting in terms of like snowfall. Oh wow! It's it's December, and for those who don't know, I live in the fine state of Maine, and yeah, it's. Honestly, it's been more like April. You know, where it's it's still cold, but you're not getting snow, you're just getting a lot of rain.
2: Leonardo DiCaprio was right. <laughs> Why don't like I in-
3: get that reference?
2: Inconvenient truth. Oh. You know. Yeah. Uh not Bob Dole, who was the other guy? <laughs> Al Gore. Al Gore, yeah, that guy.
3: <laughs> Bob Dole.
2: Bob Dole. <laughs> I loved Bob Dole holding his pen with his one hand oh we just passed I looked it up he
0: passed away December 5th of last year so we just passed one year without Bob
2: Dole shout Lesson. out Bob Dole things you never thought you'd hear on the Toogie Tank podcast where am on, I right now on any
0: podcast that I'm on <laughs> hockey or wrestling related you didn't think you'd get a Bob Dole reference
2: but especially from a Canadian yeah <laughs> You know amazing. why I love Bob Dole so much is norm Mcdonald mm-hmm <laughs> Bob dole
0: <laughs> amazing anyway I'm doing pretty good i'm 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 with you there on that one where it's the back and forth between it not feeling like the holidays at all and trying to get into the holiday spirit i um you know as, as someone who is engaged to a music teacher that helps out with their uh you know holiday concerts.
3: Do you have to
2: go?
0: Oh, I'm the I'm the sound guy. I'm Out the audio boy. engineer for her now. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'll probably pop on the old Boston Bruins Santa hat and uh we'll make the most of it. But yeah. So I think I think that'll help because nothing will get you into the holiday spirit like a bunch of children yelling. <laughs> Out
3: of two <tune. laughs> <laughs> Like a light bulb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just see the distress on every parent's face. of like, God, is my kid smiling? Okay, good, because I'm miserable.
2: As a parent, those (sighs) are not fun. Like, it's cute when your kid's on stage, but then you want to (laughs) leave.
1: You just
3: don't
2: want to be there for the rest of it.
0: That is the general sentiment, as, as far as I've understood it. So, it's a fun time. With that, and I'll, I'll have a review uh because it's it's <laughs> yes. split up into two so when my wednesday and thursday are book solid yes uh, next
2: podcast we want reviews of the concerts you got it no holds barred <laughs> we want <Zeus>. uh, <laughs> freaking zeus no holds barred reference i love it Oh god. Uh, only
0: on this podcast will you hear Zeus and Bob, Bob mentioned within two <laughs> minutes of another.
2: Speaking of, uh the the tiny tiny Lidster was uh the president in uh the fifth element. So it all connects, Tugs. God, He's oh, also man. dead. It all it yeah, all connects.
0: He is, I just looked it up. December 10th of 2020, so we're almost at the <laughs> another, two years.
2: Another anniversary. What the fuck? This-
0: this podcast, everybody, celebrating the life and times of Bob Dole and Tommy Lister Jr.
2: <laughs> Zeus. Zeus. Cross eyed bastard he was.
0: Or more affectionately known as Z Gangsta in WCW.
2: Mm. Or, oh, he went to WCW? I didn't know that.
0: Oh, dude, they recreated the Zeus storyline in WCW. It was awful. <laughs> he terrible. was
2: terrible. Uh, T Bone? T Bone? Something like that in, in Friday? Oh,
3: God, dude,
2: he he had a good career. let's
0: let's go on this tangent. Tiny Lister as an actor, he had a lot of credits. He did between the mid 80s and like up until the end of his life. Like there was a uh, I think there have been some things released posthumously for him. Like he he was busy. I mean, he was in um, I mean, he was in the Dark Knight. Like you can never forget. He was, that. He was he the was guy on the, the boat.
2: Yeah, the one of the inmates. Yeah. If you're not going to do it, I'll do it. Like, that motherfucker was in the dark night. Like, that's. He was going to blow the boat up. What yes, a, he was. What a <laughs> but jerk. That's a
0: legacy, damn it. <laughs> he also played a prisoner in Austin Powers Gold member. So he was oh. a little bit typecast, but.
3: <laughs> not going uh. to say
2: it. Not nope, going to say it. No, you shouldn't. <laughs>
0: but my favorite credit of his. From a movie called Gang Related, where his character's name was Cutlass Supreme. Yep. Yep. Why not? Yeah. yeah.
2: Was he, was he on Tiny s- Was he was he in Soul playing
0: Uh nope, he was not. Hmm. But he was in the nineteen ninety one Wikipedia release of Nine and a Half Inches. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was, no, that wasn't the one with Hulk Hogan, was it?
0: that's nine and a half brothers.
1: <laughs> Brother.
2: No, he was in the the little ninjas. Hulk Hogan was in like the something something mountain.
3: Something mountain.
2: I don't even think it was little ninjas. What ninjas? Three ninjas? Three ninjas. Oh god. Oh, my yep, god. Three
0: ninjas. High noon. Uh, hold on. High Noon at Mega Mountain.
2: Mega Mountain. Okay, so it wasn't I've Nine never, and a Half dude, This was
0: in 98? I have never heard of this in my life. We're going to have to do the like fourth a book and review. the final installment of the Three Ninjas franchise. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? I mean, look what Hulk Hogan did for the, the Gremlins franchise. <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Dude, Tiny Lister has a better... Instead IMDB? Film, uh, his <laughs> filmography is more impressive than Hulk Hogan's <laughs> Justice for it. Zeus. Yes. Okay. Oh my god.
2: We need a we need a Zeus a tiny Lidster <laughs> tournament and then an AEW figure. Oh my god. I like... bet you there's I bet you anything there's a WWE Zeus figure. <laughs> oh god, what did you find? <laughs>
0: On Tiny Lister's Wikipedia, there is one entry under championships and accomplishments.
2: Wait, wait, let me look. Let me look on my own because I've never heard you laugh like this before.
3: <laughs> Except when we we're.
0: PWI I up. ranked him number 500 of 500 on the top 500 in
3: 1991.
0: No. He was there, he made it. <laughs> screw your my. Kenny Omega giving credit to the Usos for being on the top 100 tag teams list this year. <laughs> screw, screw the Briscoes being like we'd be higher up if we weren't canceled off a of TV. <laughs> no, <laughs> never
2: forget Zeus, Mister Number 500, Mister <laughs> Irrelevant in the PWI.
1: <laughs> the same year he starred in Nine and a Half Ninjas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god oh god I don't even know how we got here <laughs> oh, tears of burn the title of this
2: podcast those who are listening have already realized because they've clicked on the link <sighs> it is rip tiny lidster rip bob dole
3: <laughs> oh my god Stuff. Good stuff. All right. well So, that's... so you
2: you spent some time working on a, a call sheet. For yeah. <laughs> Do you believe we have things to talk about? Yeah, we haven't even. T- oh, he was in Little Nicky. Yeah, he was. He
0: really was. Oh, oh. my God! But how dare you discredit Hulk Hogan's filmography? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, wow, yeah, Tiny
1: Lester. a lot what?
0: more stuff than Hogan too.
2: Throw your paper away. We're, we're going through the life and times of Tiny Lidster. <laughs> he voiced a character in Zootopia? <laughs> Jesus
0: Never mind, he's not typecast. <laughs> he voiced Finnick in Zootopia, oh, which I can't God. say I ever watched, but. Oh, God. All right. That said, Crash Angel, before we get down to business today.
2: Toogie. Um, Toogie. Yeah.
0: 1984.
2: He played the role of football player in an episode called You Can't Go Home Again on the hit TV show Webster.
0: <laughs> I didn't even look at the television credits. Oh
2: my God, he was in Perfect Strangers, Madlock.
0: Dude, he was on an episode of Fresh Prince and Walker, Texas Ranger.
2: <sighs> Jesus. Give, put, is he, he's not even in the WWE Hall of Fame yet. Blasphemy. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Put him in. Chicka Chicka Hall of
0: Fame. (laughs) He was in the Michael Jackson Remember the Time music video? (laughs) And Santeria by Sublime. (laughs) He was in Riding by Chimillionaire.
2: (laughs) He was in 50 Cent Bulletproof. The video game game. in Scarface. (laughs) This guy's a legend. He was
0: in the fucking Riding dirty music video <gasps> in 2006.
2: Oh no! It seems to go. Don't know what you got till it's gone. We do not. Ce- world by Iggy Azalea, Put some We credit. do not
0: celebrate Tiny <sighs> Lister enough. Rest <laughs> in peace.
2: Good lord!
0: <laughs> oh my god!
2: See, this is what happens when I don't put out a tweet for the mailbag.
0: <laughs> Fuck the mailbag! Then I get to rant about tests for twenty minutes. <laughs> Fuck the mailbag! Get to talk about tiny lister.
2: New new podcast title.
0: <laughs> Fuck the listener. Who cares If Who cares? tiny lister? Plead <laughs> guilty <laughs> to conspiring to commit mortgage <clears throat> fraud. The man's a legend.
3: Yep.
1: Man's Ooh. a legend.
0: Speaking of legends, in my worst segue ever, uh, uh, on a more serious note, uh Barry Wyndham. Yes. Help me. Why issues. would you go?
2: Why why? Read the room, Toogie. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Speaking of dead people. Hard right. A... <laughs> Hard right turn.
3: Who
0: I'm trying to segue us out of this, okay? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Best of wishes yeah. to Barry Wyndham goddamn legend. It was uh, a shame to hear about the health issues that he's having. More so a shame, of course, as well, to hear about uh, the fact that... Yeah, he... Uh, oh, there we go. Knocking stuff over on my desk. Uh, more so, of course, you know, it's tragic, too, that, like, hey, here ha- you're having these health issues. Also worry about money, because America... Um... Yeah. Well, not. And a- I mean,
2: Vince McMahon and, and Union and taking care of his wrestlers and... <laughs> he does to yeah. a certain extent let's be honest if they've got a drug problem he takes care of them with rehab and everything like that but once they get healthy to a certain extent he wants nothing to do with them and that's where barry Wyndham is right now yeah so hoping for the best uh for him very much so
0: holy uh, fucking
2: guess. downer did you ever bring this like now i'm crying for other reasons you jerk <laughs> You never
0: know where this podcast is going to go.
2: So so (laughs) I'm I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) I'm jealous of you because you've gone back to classic. Like when kind of the WCW and NWA kind of.
3: It was emerged
2: or WCW kind of evolved from NWA. Yes. Like it was sold
0: to Ted Turner and then they kind of dropped the NWA name. Because they weren't a part of the NWA. and just kind of turned into WCW.
2: Which Barry Windham was a huge part of. Yes. Um, so, growing up, I think I've mentioned this before, but we really only had something that was called Maple Leaf Wrestling. So we <laughs> had Stampede Wrestling, um, Half an Hour of the Hearts, and Ed Whalen, and you know some of the legendary wrestlers that came through that territory when territories were still a thing. And then we had Maple Leaf Wrestling, which was um, Billy Red Lions. I think his name was, who'd That's introduce right, like yeah. each each uh, each match, and then would go you know talk about some of the events coming up and stuff like that. And then it would just be the squash match, squash match, where it was the wrestler versus some no name, right? So in Calgary in the eighties, I had zero access to WCW. Had no idea what it was. So I learned of Barry Windham as the Widowmaker in the mid-90s, I believe it was.
0: Um, For like a WWF run or a WCW run?
2: Yeah, when he came over to WWF. Because again, I don't think we had access until TBS became a channel available up here, which again was mid to late 90s. I remember seeing uh, Saturday main event or whatever it was, the Saturday show that WCW had, and then you kind of got glimpses of Nitro, but Nitro wasn't available until after South Park Friday nights uh, they'd replay the Monday Nitro from the week mm. before so like the the I fully respect um, the career and the legacy of Barry Windham, I just didn't get the chance to experience it just because of the availability uh of Southern wrestling in Calgary.
0: Well, to tie this all together, Barry Wyndham, NWA WCW legend, came back to the WWF in nineteen ninety-six as the stalker.
2: That's right, yep. Yeah.
0: And then transitioned to being one half of the new blackjacks. That's right. That's right. With the man known as Bradshaw. Yes. Which brings us to Monday Night Raw, in which he was featured on, old
2: JBL, in a terrible edition of the show. You mean just a regular edition of the show?
0: <laughs> Holy shit. So that was my best way to try to segue <laughs> out of uh, mistiming the Barry Windham reference. Fair. Um, yeah. So WWE-wise, I have nothing positive to say outside of... Solo Sokoa channeling his inner Umaga on Raw
2: amazing, cool shit. Amazing. And if anything, I hope that they allow him to continue some of that. Don't go full Umaga, Mm. but use the spike, use the celebration, but continue to be the, the badass that they've established. But 100%, I saw the clips on Twitter and my jaw dropped with, Okay good evolution for the kid good that's a good move that's a good uh let him run with that and and I think that's that's something that he can really sink his teeth into and and further along that character
0: The rest of the show, for my interest was abysmal um the running theme of a poker game just i'm sorry, but i I still understand the sense of optimism regarding Triple H being at the helm Mm -hmm. in terms of the product taking, you know, sure, you could say, oh, there's not going to be a a major shift immediately. It's going to take time. This is a glacial pace. Right. In which this show is transitioning from the, quote, garbage Vince McMahon product to this, you know, superior, improved Triple H version, because right now this show on the regular is still terrible, mm-hmm. from my standpoint at least. If someone's enjoying it, that is listening to the show. As I will always say, by all means, not trying to yuck your yum. You enjoy what you enjoy, and that is perfectly fine. I love yuck. that phrase by
2: the way. Yuck your yum. Yeah, uh, never, I don't
0: remember never. where I heard that. Probably some movie in the thirties. But it's... so
2: for for you know us plebeians, what he's saying is is we're not trying to take anything away from you. We are giving you our viewpoint. And our viewpoint right now is the honeymoon, the honeymoon with Triple H is over. And we've got nothing to show for it.
0: Right. Like, you know, hey, if, if you think a piece of toast lathered in mayonnaise and mayonnaise only is a good snack, you do you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat it. WWE, you think Raw was a good show? You do you. I don't want to watch it. And apparently a lot of people didn't either because and we'll talk about this for as much as you know, as much discussion as there has been surrounding AEW ratings uh WWE's third hour of raw dropped to the lowest viewership I believe in the history of raw with 1.2 million people watching 1.5 million on average mm-hmm. when dynamite still gets anywhere between 800,000 and a million but people are acting like there's this massive gulf in the ratings there's not And product-wise, I can't blame people for not watching. I mean, Raw, you can blame the third hour, and that's all well and good, but again, outside of pretty much anything Bloodline related, I am not seeing what there is to be excited about. You bring back Tegan Knox, and she's great, but you just kind of throw her out there cold. She gets her ass kicked, but then stands. I know you have a tangent you want to go off of on bringing people back and my opinion, how it's not all that different than the complaints people have about AEW in regards to, hey, here's this person. What are we gonna do with them? I don't fucking know.
2: Well, and it seems to be like the trope almost that WCW got stuck in as well. Like anybody who was available from WWE, uh, their contract ended, they want to see what the grass was like on the other side, and they jumped over and uh Davy Boy Smith didn't go anywhere, Anvil didn't go anywhere. Brother Brutai didn't go anywhere.
0: Uh, like, excuse me, he main offended a starcade <laughs> <laughs> with Hulk Hogan.
2: Sure, but like, there's there's only so many spots, and you've got established guys, and you've you've created your your top spots. And yeah, it's cool to see Johnny Gargano again. Tegan Knox getting another shot is is awesome. Dexter Loomis on the main card, fantastic. You know, but. Where are they going? Like, Karrion Cross was in the main event picture a month ago, and now I have no idea what they're doing with him. Nothing. LA Knight, out, got a, Crash. LA Knight got a, a repackage, and now he's back as LA Knight, and you're squashing him not only by putting him against one of your hottest products, but not putting him in the ring with one of your hottest products. Like, everything, everything that is being built right now I'm not waiting this one out because we've been waiting for almost everything to develop and really nothing's developing. Crash,
0: Alexa, Bliss, Alexa Bliss teased hitting the sister Abigail. You just need to let it play out. You don't have oh, patience
2: anymore. And the image in the background and, and the little doll and everything like that, they've been doing that for two months with her. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's cool if you do it for like two or three weeks. We're now at two or three months, and nothing's happening, and now I don't care. Now now there's nothing. I've given you all, all the time I wanted to invest in it, and you did nothing with it. Now I want nothing to do with it. That's how my fandom works. It's cool. If it's a surprise, I'll tell you what, one of the greatest surprises, spoiler alert, Hulk Hogan turned on everybody at Bash at the Beach. Nobody saw it coming. It was fantastic. Ah, uh, WrestleMania Seth Rollins just ran out with his money in the bank in the middle of one of the biggest main events they've had in decades and stole the heavyweight title. Fantastic. It was an amazing surprise. If you are going to pull out this storyline with absolutely nothing happening except for a TV flashing or a promo every week, it sucks. It is not interesting. It is not changing the channel for me. I'd rather Tony Schiavone tell me that Mankind is going to win the heavyweight title on the other show than put up with this crap.
3: I can't
0: imagine (laughs) we'll be talking too much, excuse me, about their product over the next month.
2: You know what, though? Sorry, just to go back to the, the beginning of this, I think, too, by adding everybody back in... We're now expecting stuff from them, and there's nothing there because it was cool when there was 20 less people, but Triple H has now brought in 20 other people, and now we want them to succeed because of their back, and it should be an awesome product, but he's not doing anything with them other than squashing them against Omos, or they get injured, or they change from Ezekiel back to uh, the Drifter, you know, mm-hmm. like like all the, everything... There's no payoff. There's no big payoff to any of this. Jake Paul got the biggest push out of anybody and he's already gone. So, what are we doing? What is this? It makes zero sense. And I don't know if you're going to touch on it or not. The Rock doesn't need to win the Royal Rumble. That would be (laughs) one of the worst booking decisions they could make right now. And that's the big rumor and that would piss me right off.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, to go along with what I was saying about I don't know how much we'll talk about their product. I mean, raw it felt like they were just stretching for time just mm-hmm. to get it over with. I can't imagine there'll be too much to discuss in terms of impactful events on their programming until we're closer to the Rumble a month from now. And then you wonder, okay, what are they going to do with the Rumble? And right now it's not necessarily worth going too in depth on. I agree with your take about The Rock. You know, I think we've had that conversation before about like, yeah, hey, you know, Rock and Roman's probably going to happen. That's a very Vince thing to do as well.
3: The rock could
2: just show up. He doesn't need to be in or win or lose. He doesn't need to touch the rumble. He just needs to show up on raw. So does Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns needs to show up for a raw once in a while, by the way, with two belts. I think that's one of the biggest, and I've said it on this podcast before. One of the biggest problems is there's nothing to fight for. Mm -hmm. Raw only has the U S title. Technically, the tag team title and the women's title. But the tag team title, the bloodline is more a SmackDown faction than they are a Raw faction. Mm. And Roman Reigns doesn't show up for Raw. He's got a reduced schedule. Good for him for signing it for more money and less dates. There's no excitement for Raw right now.
0: The problem is who are you going to have win the Royal Rumble other than The Rock? Because you have one champion. And if you're going to set up a match with that champion, it's typically through the Rumble.
3: Right. If so someone else wins the Rumble, what the are foot. they going to
0: do? Are they going to go full Austin Theory and go after the US title?
2: Did Batista need to win the Royal Rumble to have a shot at the heavyweight title at, that, at the uh, Daniel Bryan WrestleMania? I don't think so. I think of hmm. a legend of a certain stature, and I'm not trying to say that Batista is the same as The Rock, but a legend can easily...
3: Um, come in and demand a certain match. Look at Goldberg. Goldberg's come in and
2: exactly. gotten heavyweight titles every time he's shown up. So Batista can't? The Rock can't? Like, um, John Cena, every time he shows up, he's got a high-profile match. They've earned it. And their money. Every time they come back, we want to see them. And Uh, you're right that's why it's going to happen but it's stupid it is absolutely stupid and the rock's going to come in at 27 to 30 and win the damn thing just like brock lesnar loses his title ends up getting the 30 spot and still wins the royal rumble dumbest decision at the royal rumble that i've seen in quite some time those two rumbles last year were terrible
0: Outside of mentioning, like, hey, Randy Orton, hopefully he's going to heal up okay from, you know, a back injury. Outside of mentioning stuff like that, I can't imagine us mentioning too much about WWE over the next month.
2: There's, because- there's no... I hate to use a vince There's nobody grabbing the brass ring either. There's nobody really who's
3: making me watch uh, Raw right now. There's no reason to watch it. And to a certain
2: point there's no heavyweight title there's no there's just there's nothing there's nothing tantalizing there's no the man i know she's back but like she's already established there's no there's nobody growing and there's nobody really to be like okay i got to tune in next week to see what they do there's nothing there if
0: you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all and that might just be the uh attitude that we take
2: why, why didn't you tell me that at the beginning of all this i've been super cranky about it. <laughs> no <laughs> that's fine week. i
0: like the crankiness but
2: but there at is the nothing same time there. that's why they don't have the ratings either there's just there's nothing invested like uh, go back to goldberg's run in wcw that's why you tuned in week after week and that's one of the reasons why they were winning the nwo you wanted to see how they grew now it, it got to a certain point where they grew too big You know, let's throw that out there. But in the beginning, while they were trying to dominate and take over, you wanted to see what was going to happen next. So you tuned in. What's the reason to tune into Raw right now? (laughs) Damage control? Uh. (laughs) I'll give them credit. I'll give, I'm not trying to discount damage control because they're the thing that's keeping them above water right now. That women's division on Raw is the thing that's keeping
3: them above water. Eh for me to just eh you know? maybe Seth? They're, like what what is it? What, why do we tune into Raw
0: I don't essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. So.
3: There's nothing there to tune into. Hmm.
2: It's the time. <laughs> let, let's see how this plays out. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's the always the answer. Let's see how it plays out. Don't worry about it. It'll work itself out. Have no fear. On the AEW side of things. Things aren't perfect there. And we'll talk about that too. The biggest story of this week though is undoubtedly the news that one William Regal is heading back to the WWE.
2: So last podcast we talked about this and I want to clear this up really quick because there's been some interesting stories. I don't know if you were going to touch on them or not. We talked about how his contract was up. Uh, But then a report came out that said that he actually had a three-year contract. Uh, But now there's a story that's going around that he actually had an out clause if Triple H took over as one of the leaders of uh, WWE. And he actually activated that. Now, again, we're two bros whatever <laughs> buddies uh-huh. that are just running a podcast out of their basements their basements not their parents basements mom uh-huh. um but you know that's where we get our information from and heading into the last podcast it was it was a short term contract it was up now uh or that he actually resigned for 3 years i think was the story we were going with with the last podcast sounds like his contract was actually 3 years and he had an out clause due to Triple H taking over at WWE and he has taken advantage of that. Whether that's true or not, there's no 100%. And I don't think there's ever going to be hundred percent on that, but that is the, the story of the day is that's why he is jumping back to WWE at this point.
0: You know, obviously from a like person to person point of view, it's like, Hey, cool. That's where he wants to be. Cool. For AEW, you know, if it was a clause, or if they just decided, ah, eh, fucking, you know, you want to go, go, whatever. He's gonna end up where he wants to be. I do think AEW got a good amount out mm-hmm. of him on a, as an on-screen character. I it was agree. cool to see him over there. Yeah, I mean, it, it was fun, right? Beyond just like what he's done on NXT for the past couple of years, that type of thing, right? Um, you know, could the Blackpool Combat Club have gone a little bit further? Sure would it have been nice to see what a regal MJF partnership could have been long term yes sure yes. at the same time i personally at least don't hate how they handled things like i get that you know in a you know in a better world you'd have a proper amount of time which to most people means more amount of time to further explain the idea of Regal costing of the title. But I do think they did a pretty good job of it to essentially kind of showcase that, in a character sense, MJF, I don't want to say necessarily outsmarted Regal, but essentially
3: used Regal to, you know, do what had to be done to get that title
0: which is essentially the story that they played, was that he, you know, Rigo's like, oh, I'm going to challenge you to, to be the, the, the most villainous version of yourself. And what better way to do that than to side with the villain and immediately stab that villain in the back? Yeah. Or in this instance, punch him in the back of the head with brass knuckles.
2: No, I, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that that may have been a better storyline heading into uh, what we ended up getting as opposed to a one-off to the next show, which, you know, like the, I, I actually would have liked to have seen that happen earlier that Regal actually walked to the ring with MJF heading into his, his heavyweight title match, mm. you know, and, and let that grow. Even if the payoff with the, was the same where he, you know, MJF won the title and still screwed him over at the next show or two shows afterwards, fantastic. That actually would have been a great storyline. He got what he needed and and got rid of Regal, which to an extent he did. But I agree with you. I would have loved to have seen more MJF and Regal together. and And we just didn't get that.
0: You know, to me, it's almost just another notch on the... Well, the story we were trying to tell got cut short for reason A, reason B, reason C, which has kind of plagued AEW this year for a variety of different reasons.
3: Yeah, you're not wrong.
0: That said, a lot of talk about MJF's promo, which I agree wasn't one of his best and was a bit drawn out. How do you feel about the criticism of him mentioning WWE in a lot of promos? Because the term "Bush League" has been thrown around a lot, and I don't want to just necessarily relate it to the '90s and just be like, you know, almost like if we were talking about gaming, oh, back in my day, the COD lobbies, you wouldn't have survived. I don't want to do that. And just be like, oh, back in my day, WCW, they took shots at WWE all the time. You wouldn't have survived. I don't want to do that. But how do you feel about him referencing the WWE so much? Because for me, it's you know, whether or not it's accurate or not, for the longest time, it was the idea of like, hey, one of the biggest villains in AEW storylines happens to be the other company.
2: Right. Who's the most watchable guy on AEW right now? <sighs> to me, Depends it's
3: MJF. On. Fair.
2: 100%. And you could make the argument of Kenny, because Kenny Omega back, um, the elites back, you could make that argument. For me, it's MJF, and it's been for months since he returned. He has been that reason to tune in. And, I mean, we're, we've talked... I don't think there's been a week where we haven't mentioned him. I could mm. be wrong. But whatever he's doing is newsworthy, as far as the world of professional wrestling goes. So... I think his storyline, too, over the past couple months, if he didn't talk about WWE, it would be like they were sweeping whatever they have done under the rug. And I think he's the only guy in AEW where they're really doing everything right long-term with the character. Now, let's see what the Elite does next week. Let's see what, the, what they do long-term with whatever's happening with CM Punk. Mm. But
3: MJF apparently got a great payday to stay to be a character
2: on AEW, a current, which he had a contract, but him and Tony Khan have worked everything out. His contract still ends in two years, as far as I know. So could he still go to WWE? Absolutely. Is he playing that character better than almost anybody since the summer of CM Punk? Arguably WWE, but definitely ROH? Absolutely. He is playing the guy who could jump teams at any time or when his contract's up, and I think it's fantastic. I think it blurs that line of of professional wrestling and IRL. And I, as we talked about in, in previous podcasts, I think wrestling is missing that. Is he doing it to the level where it is changing the game? No. But is he doing it enough to be tantalizing? And the the reason you turn it, you tune in to AEW? Absolutely. So I'm good with it. I'm okay with it. Um, Christian does it every once in a while, you know, just to kind of prove his points. He talks about wrestlers that didn't have a chance to go to AEW, but he also brings up his history and and talks about it. I just think that AEW, or sorry, that that the champion, that MJF has got a bigger platform and a bigger spotlight, therefore people see more of it, and that's kind of where I think people have the issues with him doing it.
0: You know, I think when some people hear him bring up the idea of, I'm going to leave... Like, I I can say, you know, I I can say I see the standpoint of like, oh, he's framing it as in it's this better place to go. At the same time, I feel like their way of trying to get crowds to actually boo him is to say, I'm going to leave. Because the standpoint is, well, this isn't a better place. So what's this really fine line? Right. Between just how it's being framed. I wouldn't label it as uh, it being uh, Bush League or anything like that to mention WWE or leaving WWE, but I can see why some people would see it as the way he's framing it can be read as, well, this place is better, which is why I'm going to leave. But also from like a meta perspective within the heel turn, you could sit there and say he's trying to essentially like chicken shit his way out of AEW to go get more money. Like You know, there's just so many different ways to look at it and to break
2: it. Yeah. No, and two months ago or when he returned or even before he left, AEW was, or sorry, uh, WWE was the place to go back to. That's where you should go because that place was in a better spot than where, AEW either was or was heading to. Because I think he left pre-Brawl uh, Out. Mm. Um, or was do. it... No, Brawl Out was the, was the ladder match for him to come back. That, that was the pay-per-view where he came back. Yeah. Right. Yeah, be- poor, because that was kind of the meme too, was the poor MJF. Like, mm. every time he hits a certain or brand new level, something else pops up and screws him over. And it was Brawl Out. Um, I don't know if that character works as much because we just spent 20 minutes crapping on, on WWE. So it depends on like, is our opinion of WWE right now, um, mainstream is, are other people seeing it the way that we see it, which they could, or they couldn't, but It's not as good a product. I think AEW's finally kind of getting their wheels under them again and and moving in the right direction, whereas WWE is falling apart. So, is the guy who wants to jump to WWE really making the right business decision when that's his character, is making business decisions? So, I think he's got to be careful with that. You know,
0: at a time, too, where... You know, like there are some good things for EW. You know, Hangman's back. He's going to have a rematch with Jon Moxley from the looks of it, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Ruby Soho came back on Dynamite, which was awesome. But, you know, hey, call a spade a spade. Dynamite ratings have been down the last couple of weeks. Uh, Rampage is not doing well from that perspective. And there's, you know the general complaints about booking that I can't necessarily disagree with. You know, we've talked since this podcast started and obviously it was a conversation beyond that ring of honor and how that's affected things and over reliance on title matches, which I can't disagree with. I mean, this week it's like, Hey, here's FTR and the acclaimed. Here is a TNT title match with uh, Samoa Joe and Darby Allen, both going to be really fucking fun matches. I presume, but, you know, but I I wouldn't say either company right now is doing as well as you would expect them to. My That's issue fair. with WWE is that that bar is fucking low in which, you know, the, the bar set by the Vince McMahon era at the end of it was so low and is so low to step over, yet still somehow you're stubbing your toe. Right. Whereas AEW, they set the bar really high when they were at their best, especially around this time last year. Punk's in there. Things are going well. That, you know, things can be going okay. And the internet discourse is this
3: company is falling apart.
2: It's just a weird time. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've got no argument. And I mean, I mean, even look at how we are handling things. Like last week, we were comparing things to a 20-year-old promo. That Shawn Michaels did after the screw job, like not even the night after, like that was years after the screw job and he still brought it out of his back pocket. Like we, when you got into wrestling, I think it was just like right at the end of Attitude Era. Um,
0: so (laughs) as as a child.
2: Yes. You uh, were talking about like how the Godfather was one of your first memories, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Around
0: 90, 98, 99. I have vivid,
2: vivid memories.
0: From that time as a wrestling fan.
2: That was right in the middle of Attitude Era. That was right in the middle of... Or close to the end of WCW's reign because then Russo would go over. Like, I'm just even thinking about NWO 2000. Like, the 2000s Mm. were... Don't think about that. That's a bad thing to think (laughs) about. But, like, we're comparing things to how things were 20 to 30 years ago. Like, we we as fans want the best product and we have seen the best product and we're not necessarily getting the best product. So it's, it's kind of like, it's weird to be a fan right now where things are really cool. Things are very interesting, but it's like all the extra stuff or like we were talking about, like the honeymoon's over, like there hasn't been a cool thing happen in a couple months or a character really hasn't done anything that's, Furthering their character, you know, like Bray Wyatt, or like they just they're drawing things out a little too long, and maybe they could have gotten away with it 30 years ago to build things. But right now, attention spans are so short that you've got to do something with what you got in two to three weeks, otherwise, it's stale. And I think that's where I think that's where I'm at right now with a lot of things in current wrestling. Build it up. Give us time to get invested in it. Don't just throw it at us unless it's an absolute surprise, but then do something with it within two to three weeks. Otherwise, lose us like you're you should be ready to lose us after two to three weeks of whatever's happening.
0: Yeah, in a general sense, you know, between that like attention span, you know, conversation or whatever, like the competition level is so high that, yeah, if you're not Firing on all cylinders and hitting home run after home run, you do risk the narrative turning about like, well, you know, three weeks ago things were good, but now all of a sudden you know the ratings are down two weeks in a row, and is this what, what's happening? Like, yeah,
3: so so
2: so even to go back to what I'm saying about like I'm even thinking about like the the last ten minutes of Nitro, mm-hmm. the last five minutes of Raw, and. I'm, I'm not even talking about, like, that got us to 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock or whatever. What I'm talking about is, like, two credits. Because a lot of time they, they went over. They had the chance to go 5, 10, 20 minutes over. Mm-hmm. But there was always something. There was always something in the main event or that last promo that made you want to watch the next week. And I don't think that they've re... Um, They've not been able to find that magic again. Like, hmm. Sting would come down from the rafters and wipe out uh, all of the NWO. And then they'd leave. They'd say, you know, tune in next week to hear what Sting has to say, about, you know, or, you know, find out how Hulk Hogan retaliates or uh, somebody would interfere in a match and it would be an absolute out-of-left-field surprise. And you'd have to tune in the next week to find out. Like, there's no... There's nothing. There's there's no surprises. There's no hook. There's no bait to watch next week. The only thing that's out there right now is the bloodline because you want to see the Usi's uh, break character and see how they're going to further along and how they're going to interact. And now I actually want to see them turn on Sami Zayn. Like now I'm expecting that, and I want to see how they do it. Like, how they've built those characters are fantastic, but there's, there's no reason to watch anybody else on the product. And AEW's, like, right now, that slow burn with Swerve in Our Glory has been interesting enough that I want to go back. I want to see the Elite and how they handle the CM Punk situation, because that last match was SummerSlam, Hogan, uh, Shawn Michaels-ish, with their homage to CM Punk. I want to see if they do that again. There's a reason to tune in. Right? There's, yeah. there's little things. And it's, it's, it seems so simple from this side of the TV screen. But it's like, there's... I, I, I don't know how to put it other than, give us a reason to tune in.
1: Tune and in.
0: There hasn't really
2: been anything. Yeah.
0: To see how Mustafa Ali loses.
2: Exactly. Oh, Mustafa Ali's in another match? Well, he's going to lose. Like, that's, there's no reason to watch Raw. Mm. And the ICW or what's the internet? You almost got it. What was it?
3: IWF? What is it? Nope. What is it? <laughs> you almost had it. The internet Think about it. If you were close at ICW IWC there you internet go.
0: wrestling
2: community there you go you did it yay we did it together yeah. <laughs> um they actually want to see mustafa succeed we have since money in the bank where he replaced no it was kofi who replaced him at hell in the cell we wanted mustafa ali to win money in the bank and you took that away from us by throwing brock lesnar out there at the end of the match brock lesnar should have been there in the beginning of the match he should have been counted out Sorry, there's, there's little stupid stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, Just throw, s- throw some logic at us. Yep.
0: But again, that was the Vince era, and the Triple H era has been so much better. Let me tell you. Maybe it'll get there. Hopefully it gets there. But the love of God, let it get can we, there.
2: Can we go back to history? Because I feel like I need to laugh yes. again. Because you, you really just killed the mood. <laughs> and then I got mad. I want to have fun again. Let's go back oh let's go
0: back at the same time it was like well i know the the core of today's show is just going to be more about like okay what's the discourse been about WWE and AEW? shit 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 it's all falling apart shit like that's (laughs) been the discourse for the past week in regards to both of those companies it really has been and then you have a couple of voices from the corners yelling watch impact can you hear me
3: watch impact
2: let me let me ask you this just based on all of that what, I, I, I'd I actually love to do this at the end of every episode. Out of the two major guys, because they seem to be the head-to-head right now, they're not on the same level yet, but they seem to be the head-to-head. Are you more AEW, or are you more WWE at this point?
0: Oh, more AEW, easily.
2: And, and that's current product, I'm not talking about, yeah. like, past, because I I know you. you, you bring up the past and everything, and that's not a bad thing. But like current product right now, you're AEW? Easily. Okay. The Uh,
0: only thing, literally the only thing that WWE has going on that even slightly interests me is the bloodline stuff. And while there are NXT, or while I was going to say, NXT is not even a factor for me at this point. While there are AEW shortcomings, for sure, they're not enough to have me sit here and engage in these discussions about how the company's dying because dynamite had a bad rating of 800,000 instead of 900 or a million. Right. You know, like it's just there's, there's not enough negative for me to do that. At the end of the day, like I'm still watching it, I'm still enjoying it. That is what it is.
2: Where for, am I investing my time? It's AEW too. Like they yeah. they just seem to want to
3: I don't want to say cater to the audience, but they want to um make a more
2: enjoyable product like a more like there's a as i said there's reason to tune into aew right now than there is um to wwe for the history side of things admittedly
0: it's a bit of a light week unless you know we wanted to reference like w's uh wwf's uh, UK only pay-per-view Capital Carnage which was a terrible show so I'm not <laughs> going to talk about it that much uh, but the three main things that stood out we have 2004 2012 and 2014 let's since I older. didn't get to do the doors thing earlier because I had to yeah. try and salvage the show that I put into a nosedive by <laughs> mentioning Barry Wyndham too early
2: <laughs> what direction do you want to go? Uh, let's go older let's go, uh, let's go uh, oldest to youngest 2004
0: and on an, ep- on an episode of Monday Night Raw, Lita defeated Trish Stratus for the WWE Women's Championship. It was the last time that a women's match main evented Raw until
2: 2016. Oh my gosh. So, I got a story for you. Uh also, uh, trailblazing blazing groundbreaking and again, those two provided um must-see TV. Whether you were a fan of women's wrestling or not, they put on amazing matches. They really turned the divas, uh, or I guess it wasn't really divas at that time because it was still the, the women's title. But you had, like, your Stacey Keeblers and you had your... Um, yeah,
0: that term was very much around, especially with the SmackDown women's roster, kind of like you were mentioning, right. the, the Tori Wilsons of the world.
2: Yes. Like, you had good-looking women who got into the wrestling ring, but were not wrestlers. Yes. Lita and Trish, not hard on the eyes, but holy hell did they put on amazing matches, and they put their bodies on the line, uh, almost to the point that it was good that we had both of them in that era, because we lost one of them to injury. (laughs) It almost felt like every time they got together, and it wasn't because they were reckless or endangering each other, It's because Mm. they wanted to set the bar that much higher and then there'd be injuries. So the other one had to carry the ball for a bit and they did. And Mm -hmm. even like Trish and China put on some real bangers back in the day too. Like that era really defined what women's wrestling could be. And we're now Mm. seeing the dividends in this era, but uh, they actually showed up at a, uh, at a Calgary, uh, a comic and Entertainment Expo, and uh, I put my foot in my mouth, asking them why, uh, uh, why they were called Team Bestie, and they turned <laughs> the tables on me, and they're like, "Well, why do you think? Uh, why do you think we're?" And the dumb thing I said was that I'm a married man, and I plead the Canadian Fifth, mm. which professional talkers had me in a corner. There was nothing I could have said that could have gotten me out of that situation. And
0: then and, you uh, dug a hole even deeper.
2: <laughs> and you know what? Trish understood, went with it, seemed like the professional. Lita, professional wrestler, and I respect her for it, kicked the crap out of me verbally mm. <laughs> the rest of the time. Like, still was cordial, still answered my questions, uh, but uh, just took every shot she could. Uh, and so. deserve it deserve it 100% yep. deserve it but uh, I absolutely love those two I've got a copy of Invasion on DVD hmm. signed by the two of them as well one of the greatest brawn penny matches ever <sighs> WWF WCW Invasion didn't think we'd ever hear that term but here we are well you brought up the almost like the health issues of Barry Windham I had to put this one back <laughs> on the rails <laughs> I will say, though, like that wasn't even the first time in
0: 2004 that Lita and Trish main-evented a Raw. They did it back in 2000. Lita teamed with The Rock and Trish teamed with uh, Triple H.
2: But it was the first time a women's match, a straight-up women's match, main-evented Raw. Not true. What?
0: I'm looking at it right now. I don't know if this was the first. Three weeks after that tag match, Lita defeated stephanie mcmahon to win the women's title for the very first time but the rock is special guest
3: referee that was also in the main event as a one-on-one match at raw yeah because i okay this is mandela effect stuff right now baron stain
2: bears <laughs> <laughs> it's if you smell what the rock is cooking not do you smell what the rock is cooking um yeah well, that, that's mandela effect cuz no, both like, both were true though
0: for the rock he would say if you smell but his theme song would say do you smell
2: but when he's doing his promo in the ring yes it's if you smell
0: yes ten but the theme song was do the <laughs> promo was if
2: what was what uh, a weird time Okay, so one step further, when he actually what'd you it say for the to the first Rock? Time, <laughs> was it like uh, something flowers at like uh, at one of the Raws? She was gonna go to like WrestleMania or something like that. Wait, yeah. repeat this. No, what?
0: I have no idea what you even just alluded towards.
2: There was like a a one on one interview, um, with the Rock, where he. Uh, he, the first time he said, do you smell what the rock is cooking? And it wasn't like, if you smell, it was like, he's talking to this, uh, he was,
0: I know exactly what you're referring to. Cause I'm a fucking nerd. I just didn't hear you. You're referring to WrestleMania 14 before his match with Ken Shamrock, where he was being interviewed by Jennifer flowers,
2: Jennifer flowers. That's it. I knew flowers was, and it, it was,
0: but a, but a, but you smell what the rock is cooking. Like he didn't yeah. really pump it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was the first instance of him really throwing out there. If do you or I think that one was if you the first one was if you smell what the Rockets cooking. Mm. So anyway, but yeah, uh, Lita and Trish. uh, Wow, the main event of Raw. It was always touted as that was the first. That was the first main event of Raw. I'm not, I'm not, listen, you're the nerd who always has the website. I don't even know what website you use to like do all these, like, like your (laughs) rant on test last podcast was legendary. (laughs) Thank you. But I'm, I'm not going to argue against you, but on the same token, like the, the idea that it wasn't the first main event match between two women, uh, absolutely floors me right now. 2012,
0: 10 years ago today, at least for it being taped, it wouldn't air until January. Seth Rollins, the first ever NXT champion, lost the title to Big E Langston.
2: The five count?
0: Yeah, I think this was five count era Langston. At least building up to what it was. Right.
3: Yeah. Were you watching NXT at the time, or paying attention to NXT at the time? Briefly. Because I don't think... There was a
2: while where the network was not available in Canada. Mm. So, to catch NXT was very much on social media. Yeah. Or other other ways. Um, the high C's were great to follow this particular product, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> <Arr>. Um... <laughs> So yeah, was I paying attention to it? Uh it was tough to pay attention to it at the time. Um but always tried to keep tabs, but never really watched. I think I think I had to hit the high seas
3: to watch their first pay per view. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, it was uh but yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins has been a star since he
2: stepped into a WWE ring. Yes. I don't think anybody could, either, nobody could debate that. I, uh, I defy you <laughs> to try and debate that. There's um, the
0: story of like, oh, is he going to get the WWE system or whatever? But
3: yeah, in terms of, like, he never fell short of elite potential, right. you know? For Big no. E.
0: Didn't hold the oh, he held the belt for a decent amount of time. Lost it to Bo Dallas.
2: I was just gonna say, I don't know who he would have lost it to.
0: It's a it's an interesting couple of okay, so Seth Rollins first champion. Right. Big E. Okay. Bo Dallas.
2: Was it Sami Zayn after?
0: Adrian Neville. That, okay,
2: yeah. Back. Neville. Yeah. Then Sami Zayn. Then Owens. Yes, sir. Okay, then Finn? Yep. Okay, hold on. Let me try this. Okay, then Finn, then Samoa Joe. Yep. Then back to Finn. No. Okay. I thought Finn was a two-time.
0: He is? He is, but that was... His second reign doesn't come until 2020.
2: Okay, so Samoa Joe... Was it back to Owens? No. First
0: time
3: champion. 2016. Shinsuke. Yeah, here you go.
2: Then Shinsuke back to Samoa Joe. Yeah. Then back to Finn?
0: Nope. Back to Shinsuke.
2: Back to Shinsuke. (laughs) So it goes
0: Balor, Joe, Shinsuke, Joe, Shinsuke. And then
3: 2017. Rude. Yes. Damn. I'm impressed. You're doing very well. Then Rude went to Andrane. You're missing one in between. Did, was it, um, McIntyre? Yep. Then Andrade, as you mentioned. And he
0: didn't hold it that long because I think he got injured. McIntyre's reign was 91 days.
2: And that was the birth of the uh, Undisputed Era as well.
0: Yes.
3: Yes.
2: Okay, then it was... Okay, so Undrawn-A. Yep. Malachi? Yes. Damn,
0: very
3: good, sir.
2: <laughs> uh, Malachi went to... Okay,
3: I'm drawing a blank now. Hint. Hint. Uh, he's got a beard.
0: <laughs> he has a beard. <laughs> Jesus. Was it back to Rude? No. First time champion. Oh, Tommaso! Yeah?
2: Then Tommaso to Johnny?
3: Vacant jo- to Johnny. Gotcha. Back to Tommaso. No. Was but it Adam Ciampa has it. Vacates it-, it due to neck injury. Yeah. Gargano
0: to
2: Adam Cole, baby. Yes. Okay.
0: God, you might actually go the distance here.
2: <laughs> this is like our sporical segment.
0: I don't know how this happened, but I'm here for it.
2: Okay, Adam Cole. Then
3: to it was spoiled on Twitter. Oh shoot! A fellow AEW star. Who is he? Oh, um, Keith. There you go, Keith Lee. <laughs> Yes.
2: Which then was, um, I referenced him earlier. Yes, uh, you did. Carrion Cross. Yep. Then Carrion Cross was back to, it was a two time. It was either Adam Cole or Gargano.
3: No, Incorrect. no, no, no.
2: It was it was Samoa, wasn't it? Incorrect.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Carrion Cross held the title for three days, then vacated it because he got injured in the match against Keith Lee, and in the vacant title in a 60-minute Fatal 4-Way Iron Man <laughs> match. Jesus. Featuring Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, and the man who won the title for the second time. <laughs> Finn Balor.
2: <laughs> I wish we were doing... Oh, that's when he went back down. Yeah. Gotcha.
3: Okay, so Finn... Okay, now it's a little blurry. I'll be honest. Yes. Now it'll yes, be it a little be. blurry. I'm going to just give it to you? Sure. Karrion cross. Won it back. Won it back. Okay. Samoa Joe vacates it.
2: That's what I was going to... Hold on.
0: Or Karrion cross wins it, Samoa Joe gets
2: it back. I was going to say him. Samoa Joe would win it, but then he'd have to vacate it due to injury. Yes. Champa... At the kay. start of NXT 2.0, then it was Braun Breaker, and then uh, twenty six days. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler of Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> and then back to back to Braun, who still Dol- has, it. and that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah, twenty seven champ. Well done. Hey, you did a hell of a lot better than I think a lot of people would. You know what? Okay, so go back to the argument that I was making earlier. NXT, the original black and gold call it the Champa Gargano uh, Adam Cole era was absolute must-see professional wrestling. Yes. When they threw him into the Survivor Series, that should have been their welcome to the big boy table. Mm-hmm. And the way it was booked was the welcome to the big boy table. How it ended up in the end was back down to the kitty table, and it hasn't been the same since.
0: Yes. No disagreement whatsoever. Fun fact. I was gonna go on a tangent myself. <laughs>
2: go ahead. I mean we're we're already
0: over. <laughs> so Big E, you know, ends up as NXT champion. Yep. Eventually ends up on the main roster walking around with Dolph Ziggler. And uh and AJ. AJ Lee. Yep. Yeah.
3: Breaks off from them. And then after he goes Dolph, after the After Dolph wins. Title. Hmm? After Dolph wins,
2: yeah, Dolph had cashed right. in and won his yeah. uh, title with uh, with Biggie at his at his side. <sighs> Correct, you are.
0: Eventually, Biggie decides to go after a singles title of his own. Hmm.
3: Heading into Survivor Series 2013 in Boston, a show that I was at. The raw before Biggie
0: wins the Intercontinental title off of Curtis Axel, and Another... then beats him again at the pay-per-view.
2: Curtis Axel de- deserves so much better.
0: Fucking, I could go on a test-like run just about for Curtis <laughs> Axel. I'm pissed to this day.
2: We we need to put all the names in a fishbowl of who we want to rant on, and just pull it out and go.
0: Like, how fucking dare you? Like, not saying Curtis Axel had this legendary run, but the moment of him winning the title, Father's Day in Chicago and the Triple Threat, everyone remembers that. I hope. And then, if you saw... You'd remember it if you saw it. Uh, (laughs) But just the idea that, like, he has this great win, and then if you're gonna have the match on the pay-per-view... Why the fuck is he losing it on the raw before? Just right. have Biggie win it at the pay-per-view. Right. Given that Survivor Series 2013 is legitimately one of the worst fucking shows in this company's history. My Christ, let's talk about this. Also, the worst uh buy rate for a Survivor Series ever, by the way, for the Survivor Series 2013. <laughs> I'm I'm going to talk about this. First and foremost, there was a pre-show match, Miz over Kofi Kingston, whatever, those two have had a thousand matches, whatever. The Shield beat Cody Rhodes, Goldust, Rey Mysterio, and the Usos.
2: Was it Cody Rhodes, or was it Stardust? It was Cody Rhodes. Okay. Just for clarification. Uh,
0: Should note, The Shield were teaming with the real Americans of Cesaro and Swagger, who Might just be a tag team on AEW television very, very soon. Which, to be honest, I know people are like, oh, Claudio should do so much more. Man, Claudio and Swagger reuniting, wearing purple bucket hats. I'm fucking here
2: for it. I don't even care. (laughs) I I like this hat. With the lisp, too. I like this hat. (laughs) It's
0: amazing. (laughs) Then Big E beats Curtis Axel in a match that, at that point, nobody gives a fuck about because Big E beat him a couple days ago. The... (laughs) We're- Team total divas, the Bellas, Eva Marie, and the Funkadactyls. Yep. Oh, not to mention Natalia and Jojo. You remember
2: JoJo? That's that's uh that's Bray Wyatt's wife. It sure is.
0: <laughs> they defeated the true divas of AJ Lee, Oksana, Alicia Fox, Caitlin. <laughs> Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, and Tamina. 11 and a half minutes of bliss that match. Oh, boy.
2: I should have seen it coming, and you nailed the Alicia of Ox. Thank you. You know what? Uh, Oxa got a bad rap. I thought she was something. I thought, I thought she would go. Oh, Not she was really good on the mic, but good wrestler as far as I'm concerned. Ryback
0: had an open challenge (laughs) that was answered by Mark Henry who beat him in under five minutes. John Cena retained the world heavyweight title over Alberto Del Rio in 19 minutes in which John Cena was being booed but so was Del Rio because nobody gave a fuck.
2: That That was almost at the start of when people wanted John Cena to turn as well. Or not even not uh, the start, but like that was. Oh, early it was era. in full swing. <laughs> yeah.
0: CM Punk and Daniel Bryan beat uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, in what was actually, you know, a pretty good match as you would suspect. It was certainly the match of the night. And then, the worst match ever. <laughs> it's up there. Randy oh, Orton no. and okay. the Big Show. 11 minutes of that company trying to transfer all of Daniel Bryan's momentum and heat onto the big show. I have never seen a crowd turn on a match alive like that. Right. And I blame it all on Biggie
3: Langston beating Curtis Axel on Raw a couple of days before. God. Like, you say the
2: names, and you put those names in your head, and you throw them in the blender of, you know, should they have a good match? Uh, big show at that point was just a novelty item. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, should have had a decent match. And honestly, putting, putting the giant, you know, uh, David Cat versus Goliath, saying. right? Huh. Could have been something interesting, but I don't think you make that your main event. Especially with everything else that you had available to you, um, yeah, but yeah, like everything else on paper, other than the Divas versus Divas, sounded like it should have been something. Let but me tell
0: you, it, it was, was a whole not a lot of nothing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't Curtis Axel a Paul Heyman guy at that point too?
0: Yes, or that had already stopped,
2: which was weird as well. Yes. Like the, yes, the Claudio coming out being a Paul Heyman guy. I think was that was weird. at the mania after that was like that. He Paul Heyman could have had the Heenan family 2.0. Yes, I think. I mean, look at the look at the bloodline and what he's doing with them. I, I think, disagree. And if you you have Claudio, you've got uh, Axel you have CM Punk. You have uh, Brock. Put a tag, te- tag team in there. Put a women's wrestler in there. You could have had the Heenan family 2.0 and could have gotten everybody over like how we, we talk about evolution. Hmm. But they didn't.
0: No. <laughs> nope, they did not. <laughs> the final thing to mention in 2014 on this day of recording. The UFC announced that they have signed former WWE superstar CM Punk to a
2: two-fight contract. I remember this, too. He went on to lose both fights, of course. (laughs) I remember when they brought him out, and they didn't even bring him out as Phil Brooks. They actually brought him out as CM Punk Mm -hmm. and introduced him as CM Punk. When there was an interview with Joe Rogan, he wasn't on the card, but he was happy to be there. He was happy to be a part of it. He was excited to put the work in. He had some background. There was some sort of vibe. And they did not put a potato in the ring with him. They actually put... His first fight was against a kid who was up and coming. I can't remember what his name was. Mickey Gall. Right. And at that time, Mickey... That was one of his, if not his first match in the W... Or in the uh, UFC. It was, yeah. It was his debut. But he had more upside and it's... Outside of the star power, everything was in Mickey's corner. Everything was going to go right for Mickey. Mm -hmm. If they wanted this to work, they needed to put a sack of crap in the corner against CM Punk. And they put him up against probably one of their best prospects at the time. Certainly someone who had
0: upside and had some amateur experience at the very least. Yeah, right. And then he had another fight uh, against a guy Mickey Gall had already beaten to get the shot at at CM Punk, I believe, and and Mike Jackson, who was high and still beat CM Punk. (laughs) (laughs) I still give Punk all the credit in the world. You know, obviously, we've talked about him for a variety of different reasons. I still give him all the credit in the world for at least going out and trying it when, yeah, the odds were so so incredibly slim of him having any sort of success because that that's just not something that you can do you know unless you already have like combat sport experience in a way you are just not going to be able to jump in yeah. and
2: do that it just I mean, doesn't work that way I, I 100% agree what you're saying not a lot of people get got to train with the Gracie's And he had that background. Mm. Now, that doesn't make you a UFC quality fighter. That makes you... um, That proves that you've earned the respect of the Gracies, but that doesn't mean that you can go into a cage and not get your ass whooped, Mm. as we saw. So, and he put in the work, he put in the time, he he trained, but holy crap, that first match. Oh my God. Uh, Steph McMahon referencing it as well like if you guys keep up the cm punk chants for another 30 seconds you'll be going as long as cm punk's first match i think was something (laughs) the quote was was fantastic it was so good ruthless um yeah but i i echo your comments i mean it, it takes it takes a certain breed of somebody to be able to walk into that cage and do what those guys do And if you're willing to give up a multi-million dollar contract in a somewhat protected environment to go in there, (sighs) turns out he's a big douchebag. But, you know, (laughs) at that time, you kind of had to respect the guy for his decision. So
0: with that, everybody, we will bring this week's show to a close. We do thank you all, of course, as always, for listening and supporting the podcast. Spread the word, if you would. Think on certain apps, of course. There's still the whole leaving a review thing and all of that happy horse shit I guess <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the, the
2: again term the title that is came to mind. Where we crap on our listeners. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm crapping on the process, you know, only the process. We love right. the listeners. Oh,
2: I Although, wonder. Fuck the mailbag. Hold on a second. You you keep doing keep doing the links. I I had something queued up, and then now I'm thinking of something else.
0: Fantastic. Well, as always, you can follow Mr. Crash Andrews on Twitter at Crash underscore Andrews. The saga continues. Thanks for nothing, Elon. Uh, You can also follow him on Twitch.tv forward slash Crash Andrews. Uh, You can follow me on both those platforms as well at Tugi24. And a friendly reminder on Twitch right now, we are going through... A uh, 23-day-long charity event, raising money for a charity known as Games for Love. They help provide uh, video games, video game equipment to hospitalized children all over the world. So, hey, you know, trying to uh, trying to give back and do a nice thing, obviously, to those that need those, those brighter moments while we sit here and yell about wrestling from 10, 20 years ago, as it's we very, did. Very um,
2: cathartic.
3: Yeah.
0: So... With that crash, have you found what you were looking for?
2: No, you know what? I was I actually went and tried to find a uh, a Bobby the Brain Heenan quote about Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> that would have brought How it about you circle. find a Zeus quote? Oh my god, about Bobby the Brain Heenan? Yeah, inverted. Oh. Hold on. Give me two seconds. That's
0: that's a P chess right there, you know?
2: I don't I don't know if it's there. I,
1: don't I mean know.
0: If there's anything that we know about Zeus, you could never get that guy to shut up on the microphone. <laughs> just yacked and yacked and yacked. Oh, he just uh, the no. voice of a generation. No, I can't do it. I can't do no. it.
2: We're gonna we're gonna stick with just a regular Bobby the Brain Heat quote to to close the show. All right, you ready? I am. Take it away. End the show. Cheating is only cheating when you get caught, and bragging isn't bragging.
3: When you can do it. End scene. Sex.